But hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. Today, we've got a special guest, Danette Riddle, who uh, is a great friend and also you know, business associate that a lot of our clients have worked with over the years. She's a Medicare specialist and owns a Medicare consulting business that uh, actually spans multiple states. And so, uh, you know, I think the the interesting part today will be a couple of items. One of those is Medicare specifically. I, I think it's a topic that a lot of people find confusing and important. So we're going to tackle that a bit. Also talk about business and talk about just life stuff as well as she's got a breadth of experience that uh, she can bring to the table. So welcome, Danette. Thank you, Josh. I'm really happy to be with you today. Great. And uh, yeah, glad you could make it today. Um Medicare business is what you're doing right now. So how did you get into that business? You know, it's it's really a, a niche that um, I think a lot of people, again, find really important and confusing. So how was it that you got into that business? What do you enjoy about it? Well, I got into it by it just kind of flowed because previously I had um, been involved with Aflac for 13 plus years and enjoyed that very much. I enjoy very much working with people, feeling like I'm uh, helping them, doing some good, making new friends. And so after I retired from Aflac, I moved from Durango to the Denver area where my daughter was. She had just recently started working with a Medicare broker, and um, he offered me a position to come to work with him. And I took him up on the offer and I was already on Medicare myself. I knew a lot about it as far as the confusion that exists. And um, I was lucky that I made a huge mistake that I hope people don't do. I let it come down to the bottom line for me, time to enroll. And I put it off and put it off because I thought I was too busy with other things, AFLAC mainly. So I called my assistant who was six or seven years older than me, my claims assistant. And I knew that she was on Medicare and very happy with it because she, you know, we talked about different instances when she used it. And I called her and I said, Ruth, I need Medicare. I want to be what you you know, I want to have what you have. And so that's how I fell into it. I was very, very lucky that I, it could have been a big mistake without educating myself, taking the time to uh, find out my options. So anyway, I was on Medicare. And um, as I moved to the Denver area, I transitioned over from the insurance industry with Aflac into Medicare. And it was kind of a natural flow, again, being able to educate people about the possibilities of helping themselves and um, doing something that I enjoyed, something very, very important because there is a lot of confusion around Medicare. 
Yeah, there sure is. And yeah, a lot of our clients have getting reported back that uh, that was so helpful to, to talk to Danette once they they had that conversation and got some clarity. And you've been involved in other businesses back into the 80s, right? So uh, this was not your first business. You've actually run a number of businesses over the years. Yes, yes, I have um, a variety of things. I already knew that I liked meeting new people and, you know, the insurance field of Medicare was familiar to me because by then I was on Medicare myself. This is where I find myself today. Just from speaking with a lot of clients over the years, that's an area that I think people are not only very confused about, but they realize how important it is because it's their health care. Absolutely. So speaking specifically about Medicare, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you hear from people about how Medicare works? Well, I can tell you one thing that surprised me when I started on Medicare, because um, most of us have had experiences with insurance companies who deny claims and, you know, typically create some frustration. And so I was very pleasantly surprised with how Medicare does work um, in a positive way for people with their health care and how simple and straightforward it can be once you get through that network and that crazy confusing maze of what it is and what it isn't. Once you're there and you feel satisfied with, you know, the decisions that you make, I, I found it refreshingly comfortable. What would you say? You mentioned you made a mistake before. What would you say some of the biggest mistakes are that you see that people make with regard to Medicare? I think probably... One of the biggest mistakes is to do what I did. I have a friend who's on a specific plan and decide that your friend's plan is going to work for you. And like I said, I was lucky uh, in that I made that choice and it did prove to be a plan that is satisfying to me. The biggest mistake really is to not educate yourself about all the aspects of Medicare and about all the options of Medicare so that you understand what Medicare is, what it offers you, and then you know the different options that you have. So I have clients call me all the time and say, I saw this ad on TV the other day and it was talking about this, this, and this. Would that be something that I should have instead of what I currently have? So then we go through the process and remind them of what it is that they have and compare it to what they saw, and then they're satisfied. So I think education, educating yourself is probably the number one thing that you do not want to make a mistake about. You want to get all the information and knowledge that you can. Yeah, I think you mentioned before, uh, you know, just I think people get overwhelmed because what ends up happening, what at age 63, 64, you just start getting deluged by insurance companies with Medicare information because, of course, they want you to sign up with their company and then people get overwhelmed. And so uh, at least, you know, my observation is that sometimes people just want to hit the easy button and they say, all right, well, what did you do? (laughs) What did my friend do? What did my brother do? Um, And then they end up, of course, the the situation's not the same. They might be on different medications. They might be in a different health network. Um, So it could be very different based off of the individual. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I do is I find out all about this person, this potential client that I'm speaking with, and learn what they're looking for, learn their lifestyle, and understand their current health situation so that I can educate them about the options that they have and tell them, you know, if you go in this direction, this is what you'll have. 
you know, there's some good things about it. There's maybe some things that you may not feel comfortable with based on what you're looking for and then show them the other direction and the same thing. These are the things that likely will feel good to you, but these may not feel as good, but let's talk about everything so that you will really feel good about the decisions you made. So I'm sure there are other people in your line of work and I'm sure you hear bad advice. So what are some bad recommendations that you hear that, you know, people come to you later, you know, you're having a conversation and you hear, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, somebody got this advice or this recommendation. Uh, what, What are, you know, a thing or two that you tend to hear a lot? The thing, I guess, um, something that I might hear a lot is just what we've talked about, making a decision based on a friend or making a decision based on maybe you've had insurance in the past with a specific company. You've been happy with that company. It could be Humana, United Healthcare, Cigna, Aetna. So you assume that it would be comfortable for you to call that particular company now that you're ready to do Medicare. And of course, that company is going to be happy that you called, but then, and they're going to present to you the plans that they have available. They're not going to really educate you completely about the possibilities. So that's a big mistake to kind of go into Medicare with blinders on and not really open up your view to everything that's available. At this point, it would be appropriate for me to say that it's important to speak with a broker such as myself who doesn't have an agenda for my employee, for my clients. I want them to be able to understand all the possibilities. And because I'm licensed with multiple insurance companies, I'm not going to lead them down a specific path that would benefit me by them purchasing that plan. I can offer lots of possibilities because of multiple licenses and and that employer that potential client has lots of choices and we can feel confident that once that person is settled in on a decision that person feels confident and I feel comfortable that I have helped that person understand the possibilities yeah, I think that's pretty important in a lot of areas of financial planning and investments, insurance, that you're finding somebody that if, if you are getting advice and you're not doing your own research necessarily, uh, that you're finding somebody that doesn't have an agenda. And you know, I can speak, uh, you know, a, a plug for Danetta is that you've actually worked with a number of our clients that have had our retiree medical plans through their old employer, things like that. And, and you've been honest with them and said, yep, you should do that, even though you don't get paid for it. <laughs> so I, I think that is important that that people are always kind of looking for somebody who is going to look out for their best interests, uh, regardless of if that person's being compensated more or less, that sort of thing. Right. And I think it makes a difference. You know, this is probably one of those corny sounding things, but I like myself and I want to like myself. So I feel good when I am straightforward and honest with people. And it's more important that I enable them and help them and direct them in the right direction. It's more important to me to do that with them rather than earn a commission. So I get compensated appropriately either way. And, you know, you've, so you've pivoted and you mentioned before, you've been in a number of different businesses over the years. Where, where did you get that entrepreneurial spirit, by the way? Uh, where, did, where did that get sparked in you? I guess maybe growing up with maybe kind of a restricted outlook on life. I came from a very religious family and you kind of just were, you were expected to accept things the way they were. 
for some reason or other, I was one of those people who wanted to look beyond everything and not just be able to look in the same function within the same box, I guess. And I like to learn new things. So I think it's just about a curiosity and uh, feeling like, you know, that sounds exciting. If I get a chance to come back in another lifetime, I'm, I'm going to put in a plug and hopefully I can be a paleontologist next time. So <laughs> I, you know, I just love the variety of options and um, learning. Yeah, and certainly this last year during the the pandemic and a terrible economy, at least for a while, I think things are are getting better, showing signs of life now. But a lot of people have had to pivot; they they've had to make some big changes. And one one thing I was going to ask you is, you know, if you're kind of thinking of somebody that is looking at making a big change, whether they're just out of college or whether they've been doing something else, working for somebody else, what advice would you give somebody that? you know, maybe is in a position where they need to pivot and go on and do something different? It would be to take those blinders off. And even though you maybe thought you were focused in a specific direction, because you're right, I have truly pivoted a number of times from jumping from one thing to another that I never would have expected, just to take those blinders off and be open-minded and willing to look around and if you have some possibilities that are of interest to you or whatever, I think the the bottom line is to listen to your heart and go with something that feels good to you deep inside, even though you may not completely understand what it is, uh, what the opportunity might be, but you feel good about it. And uh, just to be open-minded and willing to explore and um, always maintain your standards, you know, feel good about yourself. Yeah, and certainly you're a great example of of somebody who um, has and actually retired, but still you know has a business and is enjoying it. I think you're passionate about it. You get up in the morning and you're excited about what you're going to be doing and who you're going to be working with. I think that's one of the keys to the happy retirees that I interact with is that they're people that never stop learning, never stop growing. They're very curious. Um, you know, they're they're people that aren't just satisfied with being done. <laughs> so I, I think you are a great example. Um, Kind of on the other end of the spectrum, though, what advice would you give a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world, especially the world that we're in right now, where we're just kind of coming out of this terrible recession? And what advice would you give that college student? Hmm, That's You know, of all the questions you've asked me, that's probably the trickiest one. (laughs) Um, I think that to be positive, to not be discouraged, to understand that we all make mistakes and those mistakes are something to learn from, not to be beat down by, but to always take the positive of any situation and ask yourself, what can I do to learn from that? And to have that attitude of positivity and determination and know that you can count on yourself. You you have the capacity. We're all capable of far more than we realize. And what advice should they ignore? I guess anything that doesn't resonate with them, anything that makes them feel that it's just not part of who they are. It's just like choosing your friends. You want to hang out with people who uplift you, make you feel good, make you laugh, who accept you for what you are. You should not try to conform or be someone you're not. 
one question along those same lines too is, if, and maybe you're imagining yourself back in say your twenties as you're kind of just getting going with your career. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, or let's say you've lost your focus temporarily, what do you do, or what advice would you give that twenty-something year old? Gosh, I started having a family when I was young. I was only twenty, and so that gave me a great deal of determination to know that I had to stick to my guns, that I had a lot of responsibility. If someone is not yet, you know, in that position of having other persons uh, dependent upon them, then they have to think of themselves and what they want to accomplish in life, how they want to feel about themselves five years down the road, 10 years down the road to um, know that they can pull through. And to remember, um, I always told my daughters when they would be down and I applied this to myself tomorrow is another day today might look pretty bleak but tomorrow is a brand new day and we don't know what it's going to bring but things will not stay the way they are at this moment if they are on the bleak side it always changes and there's always opportunity yeah every day above ground is a good day right absolutely absolutely So, and I think you're a great example. And you've you've got kids and you've got some grandkids too, right? I do. Yes. I have a couple of grandsons who are actually grown themselves now. They're 26. So yeah. yeah. So you're a great role model. Young men. Yes. Yeah. You're a great role model to them as well. Um, it, it, with the, uh, the stories that you're able to tell and the experience you've gotten. Well, thank you. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Danette is, again, she's a Medicare specialist and her business is Eversure Strategies. And you can reach her actually just by going to the website, EversureStrategies.com. And and I know just from working with her and working with her other clients that if you ever have questions about Medicare, or maybe if it's a family member, oftentimes what we're finding is it's actually the kids or the grandkids even that are kind of helping their parents or grandparents figure out how to navigate Medicare. And one thing to throw out there as well is that the traditional age for applying for Medicare and Medicare benefits is age 65, but there's an open enrollment every year, right, Danette? Well, open enrollment applies to those people who are already on a Part C Advantage plan or prescription drug plan. So an individual open enrollment is whenever someone is turning 65, like you just stated, or when someone is going into Medicare for the first time, whether they're 65 or older. So those two things would apply, but open enrollment typically does not apply to someone who is entering Medicare for the first time. It's right. this, it is their individual open enrollment time. So there's definitely some value in, even if you've already made some Medicare decisions or maybe you're questioning, gosh, did I do the right thing? There's still some value for sure in talking to somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> And, uh, and making sure that you're navigating your own health care uh, because nobody's going to rescue you. That's the one thing that's for sure is that we've got to take responsibility for our own decisions. Even if we're using people to help us, uh, sometimes it's just a matter of raising our hand and saying, hey, I need help. And certainly, Danette is a great example of somebody who uh, who can do that. So definitely appreciate the conversation today, uh, not only about Medicare, but about life, too. I, I think you have a, a, a breadth of wisdom to be able to bring to the table, and I'm sure you're sharing that with your family as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. 
Yes, of course. So yeah, again, Danette, um, Danette Riddle and her business is Evershare Strategies, evershirestrategies.com. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue to work with her. Occasionally we do, uh, do other stuff. I'd say webinars every year or so on the Medicare topic, something that we'll continue to do. So uh, with that, thanks, Danette. Thanks for your time and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day. Yep. Thanks. And if there's anything that we can do to support you or your family or your friends, let us know, of course, to help us promote the show here. I definitely would like you to share this. If you can send it out to any friends, family, coworkers that you think would benefit from this, please have them subscribe. You subscribe as well from Spotify or Apple or whatever you use to access podcasts. Of course, anything you can do to help us promote the show would be great. A lot more people are finding out about us. So uh, that's it for today. I hope all is well and God bless. Keystone Financial Services and Danette Riddle are separate non-affiliated parties. Keystone does not endorse or receive compensation from Danette Riddle. The views expressed represent the opinions of Danette Riddle. The views are subject to change. This material is for information purposes only.